Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Southerton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Vole and Jeff Hyatt. Now here is Father Noah Buscelli. I want to briefly talk about the Parish Life Conference and then Ambrose and Emily, are you both ready? Our parish, along with St. George in Upper Darby and our daughter parish, Holy Ascension in Westchester, hosted the, the bishops, clergy, and laity of our diocese and also the diocese of New York and New Jersey. And we hosted that conference at Antiochian Village last weekend. And it was a blessed time. Among the, among the beautiful things that happened, there was joy and peace with 400 people stuck together in not too big of a space, praying and working and learning and celebrating together. And that's hard to do that. And we're really thankful for that. And I'm thankful to Subdeacon David and to Celia Marie and Slavomir isn't here and the other people on the team that brought it all together. I was definitely over my head and it came together really well. Among the, the highlights of that were the, the Creative Arts Festival of which Kate was the organizer and she put together the judging of 276, 293, what was it? Some, only, two, only 250 pieces of artwork shipped here, judged anonymously and then brought to the village and sent out for display. Uh, it was really a labor of love, a labor of love for the children who expressed their love for God and the church creatively, a labor of love who, for all of us who participated on the administrative end of things. And one of the bright spots of that was Emily Kyriakos, who wrote a poem. And the poem was uh, recognized by the judges as the top in her age group. Emily, will you come up here and read it for us? Families and friends breaking bread for Lent. Once there was a girl whose family did not have food or money, but then the little girl had a solution. The next door neighbor had food and money. So then they went over to have a Lenten supper to break bread, and they had a chalice to bless their house, and they sat at the table to bless, to pray and bless the food, the food, then the family and their next-door neighbor enjoy their supper at the end. Emily, thank you. Very beautiful. Congratulations. Another highlight was the Bible Bowl, and our teen teams fell apart. They were too tired from camp. But our adult team stuck through it and did a great job. Thank you to Father James, the coach, Celia Marie, and Linda, and Hirut. The Bible Bowl is quite an experience. It's very loud. People are hooting and hollering for their teams, and it's hard to think. 
Yeah, I got all of them wrong because I couldn't even concentrate. And I think the highlight for me personally and pastorally is uh, the oratorical festival and especially Ambrose won the junior division and it was an honor to help him prepare for that and it's our blessing to hear him give his oration. We were supposed to do it ahead of time but he only had a couple days notice. Yeah, so Ambrose? Eight years ago, on a holy Thursday morning, two little boys in my family were piously playing with a hand sensor in the woods and then carelessly tossed out the live charcoal. A fire was secretly smoldering in our backyard while we prepared for divine liturgy that afternoon. I will finish this story in a moment after I explain a metaphorical wildfire raging throughout the Western world. It scorches tradition, destroys families, and leaves morality in the ashes. This fire is the anti-Christian worldview which takes our church's young people away from the heavenly life of the apostles and leads them to the eternal fires of hell. Is it possible for us young Orthodox Christians not to be scorched by sin? Yes, we can do it, but we need you. Let me briefly explain the situation, some examples of success, and how you can help. Our world has long been unruly, but now we have lost control. Social media tricks you into putting yourself before others and your needs before God's commandments. It makes us ignore the good things people do for us. It makes us think about the negative. It makes us think, what can I do for me? And it makes us ignore the gentle voice of Jesus Christ. Because of this, the majority of Christian youth leave the church. Yet it is still possible to live in Christ. For example, if we read the scriptures daily, we are inspired to treat others as God has treated us. 1 John chapter 3, verse 17 says, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? If we get to know the saints, we are inspired to become saints. Saint Mary of Egypt was once very enslaved by pleasure, wealth, and luxury but repented to become one of the most beloved saints. Saint Moses the Black was the leader of a terrible gang. While raiding a monastery, he was moved by the monk's serenity in the face of death. Saint Raphael of Brooklyn, whose grave up the hill I have had the blessing of living near during camp, started 37 churches. There are many other saints that we should look up to, for example, in intercession. However, not everyone we look up to has to have halos around their heads. I'm thinking of the camp counselors I've had over the years. They are inspiring, inspiring in sacrifice, inspiring in service, and inspiring us to sacrifice in service. They pause their careers to help us taste the sweetness of our faith. Most of them have been campers and want to give us the same blessing that they received. It is still possible to live in Christ, but how? We need you to be examples of the apostles' steadfast life. We need you to defend doctrine when our culture confuses right and wrong. We need you to prioritize fellowship, true community of love, and humility. We need you to pray without ceasing, without hurry, and without distraction. We need you to continue the breaking of bread, showing that the altar is the most important table. Let me be more specific. We need you to invest your time, talent, and treasure eternally not merely in our education and careers, but especially in our spiritual development. Not in luxury, convenience, and technology, 
but in evangelism, almsgiving, and virtue. Not in vacations and entertainment, but in pilgrimages and retreats. Not in staring into your screens, but in sharing God's love with us. Concluding my call for help, let me bring you back to the Holy Thursday fire. The situation was bad, a little taste of hell. The wind whipped up our flames. Our home, our neighborhood, and even our lives were in danger. My father called 911. As the flames spread, five fire engines roared into our driveway. Volunteer heroes rushed up and turned the potential tragedy into a funny family story. But what about this fire consuming our culture, our church, and our children? I'm calling 911 now. Will you respond?